Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It's the Bible Reading Plan podcast, and we are back. My name is Brendan McClenahan. Yesterday, we, we had, uh, I introduced our guest for the week. His name is Isaac DeVisser. He's in fifth grade, and he is uh, joining us for the podcast for the whole week. So, Isaac, thanks for joining us again today. And um, I have a question for you. How long have you been a Christian? That's hard. Yeah. How long would you say? Would you say your whole life or would you not say your whole life? And why? I think most of my life because I really didn't understand going to church until I was a little bit older. Yeah. So, like, I really didn't understand what a Christian was at the time. Yeah, what do you think a Christian is? A person who believes in God and like prays and reads the Bible. Uh huh. Okay. So Isaac, you know that um, you know, for example, Jewish people believe in God and and pray. Uh, Muslim people believe in God and pray. Do you know what's special about Christian people? We have Christmas. We do have Christmas. And what's Christmas about? Uh, when Jesus came down. Yeah. Is that what makes us special as Christians? That we believe in Jesus? I think a lot of people believe in Jesus. Yeah? All around the world. Do you believe in Jesus? Uh-huh. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, so that's the beginning of your little, your faith story, isn't it? That. Mm-hmm. When you were younger, you didn't really understand that. And as you're growing older, you're understanding what it means to be a Christian. And that's really cool. Um, so what we do in the Bible Reading Plan podcast is we practice being Christians. But like you said, believe in God, pray and read the Bible. And when we read the Bible, we're trying to meet with God. We're trying to listen to Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And as we read the Bible we are listening for what God could be telling us. So um, I'm going to read this scripture passage from Psalm 99. And then I'd love to hear um, from you if there's anything in this passage that you have a question about. Like, why is this? Or I don't know that, you know, that word or that thing that they're referring to. Um, If there's any questions in here, I'd love to hear your questions or if there's anything that you absolutely love about this passage, or if there's anything you absolutely hate about this passage, it's all fair game. Okay. Sound good deal. All right. Here we go. Psalm 99. The Lord is King. Let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. 
mighty king, lover of justice, you have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Extol the Lord our God, worship at his footstool, holy is he. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also was among those who called on his name. They cried to the Lord and he answered them. He spoke to them in the pillar of cloud. They kept his decrees and the statutes that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but, avenger, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Extol the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord is our, our God is holy. All right, Isaac. So as I read that scripture passage, it's got a lot of strange words. It's referring to a lot of people, some of whom you may or may not be familiar with. Um, there's some references like mountain and, uh, you know, justice and Zion, um, you know, the cherubim, things that might or might not be clear to you. What are, what, what's something that you're curious about or is confusing to you about this scripture passage? Like, I can't tell if it's like a, if someone's like telling someone or, or is it just being told in the Bible, like someone was writing about it. Okay. Or if they're like telling their kids about it or something like that. Okay. Like so it's confusing who's talking and who they're talking to. Mm -hmm. So I think you're right. I noticed that too. There's, we call that a change in voice. Um, verse two says, the Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples, right? And then mm -hmm. verse three says, let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. So that's a little confusing. Are we talking mm -hmm. to God or are we talking to people? Which one do you think it is? I think we're talking to God because it wants to praise yeah. your great and awesome name. You wouldn't want to praise someone else's great and awesome name. <laughs> that would be called idolatry. That would be very bad, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, because later down... Um, it changes again. Verse seven, he spoke to them in a pillar of cloud. They kept his decrees and the statues that he gave them. But then it changes in verse eight. Oh, Lord, our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of the wrongdoings. And it switches back. Extol the Lord, our God. So I think there's kind of both in here. What do you think? Do you think that's okay to talk to God and to people at the same time? To go back and forth? Um... Or do you think it's just confusing? Know. I think it's kind of confusing because I feel like you want to talk to God more. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. He's like the God of all. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. I kind of like it. I think I like that it kind of goes back and forth between talking to God and talking to people. It makes me think that they're all in the same room together, which they kind of are, you know? Um, so I kind of like it. It's telling people how to worship God, but then it's also telling God how much, how great he is. So I think it's kind of cool. What else is confusing about this scripture passage? Something that says in the one that I'm reading is that like, it says our God. Mm -hmm. So like, it says like, like, it's their God they want to praise. Mm -hmm. Like, some people might believe in a different God, yep. so like, but, but they're saying our God. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, you're right there during that time, there were a lot of different gods that people worshiped. And sometimes it got confusing, which God you were talking about. And the only real way to know which God you were talking about is to talk about what that God did. You know, well, we all call God, God, but there's only one God who was, who had Moses and Aaron as his priests, right? There's only one God who spoke in a pillar of cloud. There's only one God who forgave and avenged the wrongdoings, right? Like there's only one God who lives in Zion. So they're identifying God by the things he's done, by the story he's told, right? So that's kind of cool. They tell stories about how God has done things and that's how they know which God they're talking about. Anything else that a question about or something that you're noticing about this psalm? Also in Psalms in verse 8 in the Bible that I was reading, it said, Lord our God, you answer them. You were to Israel a forgiving God they punished their misdeeds. Yep. So he, like they're talking specifically about the Israelites and that or he punished them if they needed to th with their misdeeds that mm -hmm. they did. What do you think about that? Like what well, else? Like how did he punish them? How did he punish them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a question you have is how how did God in my transition how did he avenge their wrongdoings? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Um, do you have any ideas about that? I don't think I have any ideas of like how they punish, how God punished them. But I know later on, like he's punished people with what they've done. Mm -hmm. If they've like stopped believing in him, he's yeah. like punished them. Yeah. You know, Isaac, I am, uh, at the time we're recording this, so let's get a little weird time warp. By the time this, I guess by the time this podcast comes out, this would have been like 10 days after I've preached. But I'm preaching uh, on the 4th of October about some of this stuff. There's a story in the Bible. There's lots of stories in the Bible, but um, about God's punishment. And God sees all the misdeeds all the things that people are doing wrong to each other and he takes things away from them, you know, and he takes things away from them, not because he wants to hurt them, but because he wants them to come back to him. Um, so, so for example, the people are, you know, being mean to each other. They are not listening to God. They are hurting each other. They're hurting the poor and God brings a, like a bad guy, like an enemy into their nation to uh, destroy all their cities and they get taken away into exile. And God says he's doing that because he wants the people to turn to him because they've started looking at all the other kinds of gods and people and, you know, looking at other places for worship. And God says, I want, I want my people to trust in me. And so I'm going to take away all the things that they've learned to put their comfort and trust in so that they can just put the trust in me. But I think the best place to look is at the cross. 
of Jesus on the cross when he deals with people's sin once and for all by dying on a cross. And uh, when he could have, you know, when he could have come, you know, to the people who are crucifying him, he could have gotten off the cross and he could have killed them all, right? Couldn't he have done that? Mm-hmm. But instead, he stayed on a cross and he showed them how much he loved them. And he was willing to take all their punishment and not hit back, which I think is really cool. So, so yeah, God deals with our sin once and for all in Jesus on the cross. And that's where we need to look when we're thinking about God's punishment and discipline is how did Jesus take that on the cross? So anything else you want to talk about in this passage? Are we good? I think we're good. I didn't find any more things that I thought was interesting or stood out to me. Okay, cool. Thanks, Isaac. All right, everybody. Go in peace. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. And uh, maybe read this psalm one more time. It just says your act of worship today. And remember what God has done in our lives and um, that he disciplines those he loves. And um, that we can, uh, we can worship him through anything. Go in peace. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you.